All right, friends, welcome everybody. You've been prayed for, and we're going to jump right on into the message today. And I'll start out with our title. It's time to wrap. How many people enjoy wrapping presents? All the guys point to their wife and say, hey, it's it's on them, right? But uh, I want to also say, if you guys did not get to listen to Angela's message last week, you can go online and check it out. It's it's really, really good. And I think you guys will enjoy that. So we're going to jump on in. i got a few things to share today. But I know that, you know, we're trying to do the, the wrap. And I know at my house, it's very easy to tell which present I wrap versus everybody else. How about you guys? No, no, no. How about some of the other guys? Miles, can you wrap pretty good? Well, all right, we're on the same team, all right. So I, I just thought, you know, isn't that amazing? You know, they can always tell which present my mother-in-law wraps. Matter of fact, let me just show you. Hold tight. See if you can pick out which one she did. And which one I did. <laughs> Anybody, any, any takers on that? Which one maybe I did? Not. Or maybe which one? I did. We're going to save them for later. So y'all just think about that as we go through the message a little bit there. All right. So I, I know for me, you know, the kids are like, oh, oh, oh let's see what's going on. Oh, the grandmama must have did that. And I tell you what, each one of my kids really need a pocket knife because, man, when she gets she ties that thing on there, everything. And, man, you can you got to really you got to be a boy scout or you got to be packing a blade to get in that thing, man. But it's always worth it. And I tell you, a lot of times we get wrapped around the size of the bow, how it really looks. Am I speaking to anybody today? You know, the, the presence, you know, looking at it, it's got to be it's got to be just so and, and, and everything. But the truth of the matter is, it's really what's inside. The truth of the matter is, it's the heart that's given behind it. You know, the heart that is given that. I'm going to give you all a real time lesson in my life that I learned about this and came face to face with a very selfish little boy named Buddy Chapman. Amen. I was probably about 13 years old and my grandparents came in town. The Chapman side, you know, and I didn't get to see them that much, maybe about once a year or so like that. But man, they were great. They were fun, man. My granddad could always have you laughing. And my, and my mother, my grandmother, it's so funny. My granddad talked a lot like me fast. My grandma is is a, a elderly uh, Indian woman, and spoke real slow. How y'all fellers doing, right? But man, my grandmother was such a giver. It's amazing. So she said, "Buddy Lee, Buddy Lee." I'm always Buddy Lee at the house because you got my dad's Buddy, and I got an uncle Buddy, and then there's Buddy Lee. That's me. Buddy Lee, I got a little something for you. So me and Donna stand there. Now my sister's about I don't know, probably six years older than me, give or take a month. And I'm thinking I'm maybe 10 years old or something. I'm like, man, grandma's going in this bag. I'm like, I can't wait. It's been a long time since we see her, man. What has she got good for her baby boy? And my grandmother pulls out a little pinwheel. Now, when you're about 10 or 12 years old, whatever I was, you're not thinking a pinwheel is a, is a great thing, right? You're thinking, man, you know, where's the cars? Where's the matchbox cars? Where's all these, you know, all these cool things, you know? And about that time, the realization of God using my sister came alive because she had the ability to know that I was going to say something stupid. So at that time, my sister comes out. How many people know what the Vulcan pinch is? I'll show you. No, <laughs> my sister had the ability to grab a hold of this, this, this sweet meat right there and just. Mm. And she said, look at that beautiful present grandma got us. And I go, uh-huh. As the pain's going up and down my back, you know, and I look at that and I go, thanks. Is that the right answer? I was like, oh, that's great. I really appreciate it. 
But that wasn't enough just to get the wake-up call with the Vulcan pinch. She used it as a teachable moment as she followed me into my bedroom, and I was still slurring my speech from where she hit, hit my good vein there. And she says, hey, don't you realize what this is about? And I'm like, it's a, it's a pinwheel. Can you believe she got us a pinwheel? Still didn't get it, right? I'm just being very honest. You know, sometimes you don't really like the, the view that, of yourself that you're given. And then she said, you know what? You know they don't have a lot. You know, Grandma, you got to watch what you say when you're at her house because if you say you like something on the wall, she'll give it to you. My grandmother was an amazing giver. You know, my mom had to stop giving compliments when we would visit because we'd get home. She said, oh, I really like that picture on the wall. And we get home and my grandmother had packed it in the car. Crazy, isn't it? How many people do that nowadays? But all that was going on. And in that short, brief little moment, I got a glimpse, glimpse of what the Lord was trying to show me through my sister. That it's not about what you get. It's about the giver giving it to you out of love. It's about my grandmother. She said, don't you realize she was thinking about you? Wow. Don't you realize that, that she gave her best for you? She thought that was really something. And I was just going to squander that gift. I was just going to go, yeah, whatever, yeah. Man, the truth of that still hurts me. It's been over 40 years, and it still hurts me that my heart was like that. But you know what else? If we're really truthful about different things in our life, the gift that God gives us, we squander that many times, don't we? We go, yeah, I'll get to church sometime. Yeah, I'll pray with my food every now and then. Oh, you know, whatever. You know, I'll give a little bit here or there and stuff. But do we really realize the gift that is wrapped up in Christ? I pray today that we get a good feel about that. Amen. So with that being said, I'm going to kind of unpack a few things here. We're talking about the way the gifts are made and and the way they look and the different packages and stuff. I want to go to my scripture, and this is a homework for this week, all right? If you guys get a chance, I want you to, to go to Isaiah 53. Actually, Isaiah 53 is an amazing scripture. It's called a messianic prophecy. And what that is, is Isaiah was speaking. This is about seven or 800 years before Jesus is even on the scene. And I'm for to save time, I'm going to skip right to, to the point here. But I, I encourage you to, to read that today. And look how Isaiah was speaking about our Lord and Savior to come. But this is what I want to see today here. It says in verse 2, it says, My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in, in dry ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him. What was going on? He was sharing about Jesus coming. See, many people still to this day get it a little mixed up. At that time when Jesus came on the scene in the flesh, many of the folks there thought that he was coming as a, as a, more of a war figure, someone, someone that was going to rescue them from oppression from the, what was going on in the Roman Empire. They had it tough. They didn't know he came to rescue them from so much more. The sin of the world. See, a lot of times we don't realize what we have in Christ. And I pray today, as I say it's time to wrap now it's time to unwrap. And I pray that we can unwrap some of the greatness of God today. And everybody said, amen. Let's go ahead. If you got your Bibles with you, I still encourage you to go ahead and look at some of these scriptures as we go through. But I want you to take, you know how I love to break the word down like W-R-A-P. So we're going to start with the W. And what I, I came up with this week through the Lord in prayer was that, you know what? Worth. 
You know, when we talk about this, many times when you think about worth, I think about, well, you know, if somebody's willing to pay something for something, that's really the value of it, isn't it? If you got a car and, and, and the blue book says it's worth, you know, $800, but somebody really wants it, just say, I'll pay you $2,000. That's what it's worth to them. When you go shopping, you have to make a decision. Is it worth, you know, spending the extra $2 or extra $5 to get it tomorrow? Is that really what I want? Do I need it? All these different things. And it comes back down to the cost somebody's willing to pay to see if it's worth it. How much did God give for you? He gave it all, man. Jesus came and poured his blood out for each one of us. And let's take a look. So when you think about this, I want you to think about your worth personally today. And I'm going to give you God's word on it because that's where we always want to go. When we turn around and want to be identified, we don't identify with what they used to say about us. We don't identify with, but about where we live. Our identification comes from the word of God. Amen. And if you build your life on that, you will see greatness come to the fullness. So here's some scriptures I want to share with you. I want to walk through them. Because of what God's done and because of the gift of Jesus Christ, this is what he says about this. John 1, 12. I am a child of God. Man. Now, I know when my dad grew up in a small town, it used to be like this. He'd tell me all the time, he says, whose boy are you? Who's your mom and daddy? I can tell you this from knowing Denise's grandmother just went home to be with the Lord. Even then, when Thomas would get a girlfriend or anything like that, or or even when, when Denise brought me home, she wanted to know, who's your mom and dad? Isn't that something? She wanted to know, what, where are you from? She wanted to know that lineage. She wanted to know that background. What am I getting into? So with that, take that and just reverse it just a little bit. When we come to a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says that we are a child of God. How many times would somebody say, who's your daddy? Who's, who, who, who's, who are you related to? Jesus. Because I also been around long enough to know sometimes that our situation in the flesh is not always that great, is it? Sometimes we don't have the best families. Right. And I want to say people say, well, it wasn't normal. Well, let me tell you what normal is. Normal is what is normal to you. Right. So when we think, oh, that's just not normal, maybe that's normal to them. And maybe that's why they're responding as such. But I'm going to tell you what is supernatural and amazing is that we are set in a family through the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. When we put our faith and trust in him. How about this? Whoop! I'm rolling on it now. Let's see. It says that we are Christ's friend. You're no longer an enemy of the Lord, but you're, you're a friend of God. Romans 5, 1 says, I have been justified. Meaning, just as if we've another sin. Now, this is for the one that has called on the name of Jesus Christ, that put their faith and trust in the finished work of the, the cross. Amen? This is what we have as his children. This is what's wrapped up in our relationship. 1 Corinthians six seventeen says this, I am united with Christ and I am one spirit with him. You ever get overwhelmed? What am I going to do? Who? I need somebody to talk. I need a, You know what? When you're one with Christ, you can always come to your Heavenly Father. You can always go to God's Word. You can always look to Him to lead God and direct us. What else have we got? 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. I have been bought with a price and I belong to God. Man, isn't that good? Who do you belong to? How many people love their little animals? Pets, Right? They belong to you, so to speak. You're, you're, you're in charge. You're, you're the ones that feed them. You clothe them. You take care of all that. When I say clothe them, because Sasha's got some nice little socks she wears. My little doggy. But you think about that. Whose dog is this? It's mine. It's mine. 
right? Now, we are so much more than that, but I just know we got a lot of animal lovers here, so I wanted to kind of hit on that right there. Man, I tell you what, I enjoy our pets. Sometimes I have to remind myself that I enjoy our pets, especially this time when you're up in the Christmas tree and everything else like that. Some of the cats chasing little balls around and all those things. But guess what? I still love them. And that's going up. How about our children? Even when they don't respond like I like, I still love them. How much more does God love us? And it's not just talk. And when I grew up, people said, don't just talk about it. Show me something. Well, God did. He showed us how much he loved us through the death, burial, resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ. First Corinthians 12, 20, 27 says, I'm a member of Christ's body. Look around. This is part of your family right here. Isn't that amazing? Set in the family. Ephesians 1, 1. I am a saint, a holy one. How many people have a hard time digesting that one? If it was not for the Lord, right? A lot of times I say, how many saints we got in here? Raise your hand. And we'll get some go like this and some like this and some like this. Because we know on our own, we're not. But how does God view your life when you have a relationship with his son? Through the shed blood of the cross. Blameless. Man, I love that song Tanya does it sometime in Thomas. I'm blameless. Man, that is amazing. Do you think about that when you come before the Lord, that you have been bought with the blood of Christ and you are blameless when you open that gift by faith? Of the Lord. Let's keep on going here. I have direct access to God through the Holy Spirit. Somebody say amen. How many people got cell phones? Most everybody. How many people got a certain data plan or data plan or however you want to say it plan? Everything else. You know, with God you never run out of minutes. Never run out of time. Never never get a busy signal. Don't have to stand on top of your front porch like this trying to get better signal. A lot of times it's just that we just got to humble ourselves and come boldly to the throne of grace because we have that in the Lord. How many people feel like they're a little bit more worth, got a little bit more worth in their step so far? It's more to come, all right? Let's take a look at this. It says in Colossians 1.14, I have been redeemed and forgiven for all my sins. I love when he says all. Past, present, and future. Isn't that something to be excited about? How many people want to unwrap that? I'd like to unwrap that every day because I know I missed the mark. How about you? And look at this. Colossians 10 two ten. I am complete in Christ. I want you to say that with me, right? I am complete in Christ. Man, if we kept that on our tongue, if we kept that in our heart, how would our day differ from when we don't? Amen. But you know what? The biggest thing I think is we love to belong. We are built for communion. We are built to belong and we belong to Christ. I'm going to give you another little diagram to help you out here. Belonging to Christ. You're wanted. And I don't mean like an outlaw. Amen. I don't mean like Bon Jovi. All right. That's what I'm talking right here. You're wanted. You have value. You're special. People say, oh, yeah, he's special. All right. Yeah. Look at this. You're lovable. Have you ever been to a point... We thought, man, who could ever love me after what I've done, what I've said, how I've done, this, everything else. Have a little pity party and different things like that. Well, let me tell you, God says you're lovable because he sees your best even on his worst day. You're worth it. You are 100% accepted by God through the sacrifice of Christ. See, don't miss that. Through the sacrifice of Christ. It cost, it cost us something, didn't it? It cost him something. It cost us nothing. It cost us everything if we walk away from that. How many times do we walk away? I had a call this week from a very good friend of mine. And uh, his father's going through some stuff. He says, look, man. He says, you need to come by the house. I said, okay. 
Because I had promised the Lord and my friends and my heart, if you need me, I grew up with you in my neighborhood. I just loved my neighborhood growing up. Wasn't all that, but we were pretty close. And when God saved me on a street corner in 1995 on Halloween night, I said, Lord, use me. Use me. So when my buddy comes and says, man, you need to come. You need to come. And he told me what the doctors were saying. And he told me different things. And I said, man, we just need to make sure that your dad knows the Lord. God can work out everything else. So I go by. Now, remember, I've known these people now. This might not be foreign for you guys that live in Pocosin because you went from, from day one, four or five years old. And you still know people all these years. Where I grew up, that's not common. I've got a few folks that I've known from since about four or five years old. I mean, their house is like my house. Their mom is like my mom. You know, it's amazing. We spent so much time together. So when things come out and, and I said, you need me, guess where I'm going to be? I'm going to be right there. I know when my dad died, let me tell you, man. The, the, the good old boys you thought was going to forget about everything. And everybody else. But I'm just telling you about the guys in my neighborhood. They were bringing the chicken, man. They were bringing, they were bringing the groceries. They were turning around bringing plants in. They didn't know exactly what to do. They just was like, man, look, man. Just want to love on you. That's humbling. So when it's my turn, I'm gonna, I'm gonna step up. So I came over and I talked for a while and I, I began to share the gospel message. And I asked the question, man, if any of us leave here tonight, are you sure that you go to heaven? And there's a blank stare on, on their faces. It's not that they don't believe. This is what I'm finding out. It's not that they don't believe. It's connecting the dots by faith. Today, I pray that we connect the dots by faith and grab hold of that. And my prayer is, Lord, make it so clear that we can't miss it. Make it so powerful that it draws people in to the greatest gift ever given. Let's unwrap that today, today. All right. It feels pretty good to be accepted, don't you? You know, even on, on just the worldly things, you're starting to see, uh, I know on Facebook and different things, and I hear some of the guys I work with, that their daughter was accepted to a certain college, or their son might be accepted to this and all that. And, and, and just, woo! How much more should we be excited when we're accepted in the family of God? Did I just hear a pin drop? I thought everybody would be going, whoa! I mean, think about that, man. Think about that. Anybody got a terrible past they'd rather not share? Yeah. Anybody? Could you imagine if we just said, I tell you what we're going to do today. We, we, we've been able to obtain some records and some pictures and things like that. And we're going to take and put your life up there. Here we go. I don't think I'd be eating much popcorn if it was mine. I'd be, right. But there was a transition in my life that things changed. How about you? There was a transition when I called out and I said, Lord, I need you. I mean, I need you. How about you? If that's you today, let this be your transition day. Let this be how you come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. So when we think about this, man, I want you to look at this. You are 100% accepted by God through the sacrifice of Christ. Man, that's what we're celebrating. The birth of Christ. Jesus coming on the scene. Man, but many people will not unwrap that gift. Many people still think Jesus, they, when they think of Jesus, they think about him in the manger. They don't think of him king of kings, lord of lords, right? They don't think about when, when he rose from the grave, he's sitting on the right-hand side of God. I want you to get the total package. What we celebrate as we come into this season is that this is where it started for, for us here in the flesh, right? But God 
had already been working this out from the very foundations of the world. Amen. So how many people belong today? Many, many, many. I pray this. Guess what? There's still room for more. So the next thing we talked about worth. I want to talk about our relationship. Man, relationships take time, don't they? Well, maybe you don't have a very good one because I know it does take time, right? You got you to gotta work on those things. Isn't it great if you just say, hey, baby, I love you. Everything's good. And it's just, whoa, man, you better work on it. You know, many of you know that the, this is the second marriage for me. I thought my first one was on autopilot. It was. How about that? Man, I'm, I've been married five years. It's good. I've been married six years. It's good. Woo. Seven years. It was getting rough. Eight and a half years. I said, well, you think you can find somebody better? You just go ahead. I'm still talking to you. I'm still talking to you. She's gone, right? Well, you know what? That's right. But you know what's cool? She found the Lord. And so did I. So you know what? I have no bad blood. I am thankful that God worked in that situation in the midst when I wasn't even listening to him. He was still working it together. But relationships, I learned a lot of stuff from that. I know relationships take time, takes investment. But take a look at this here. The ultimate relationship with Jesus Christ. Having a personal relationship with God begins the moment we realize we need him, admit we are sinners, and in faith receive Jesus Christ as Savior. If you don't take anything else away today, take a hold of that and put it in action by faith. Our relationship is the greatest gift that we will ever unwrap. But you know what? We turn around and, and we go, well, you know, I don't know, maybe later. Maybe I'll unwrap. Maybe I'll just shake the box. See, that's what happens. Sometimes we just put one toe in, one toe out. And when things are bad, we're in. When things are good, we're out. You know what? It doesn't matter to me. Anytime you come to Christ, it's good. Whether it's good, bad, or indifferent or whatever. But it does seem, I know in my life, when things are stripped away, you get a really clear picture of who God is and who you're not. And what you can handle and what you cannot handle. And let me help you with this. None of us can make it to heaven on our own. Zero. That's why God sent his only begotten son. Amen. So I pray that you take hold of that today. So look at this. How about this? How do you view the gift of your relationship? I'm talking about with the Lord. Is it just on Sundays or just on some days? Or is it just when things are bad? Or are we really diligently pursuing God? I ask the Lord, 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 cultivate this new heart in me. Lord, let, let my eyes be your eyes. Lord, help me when I'm, I'm dealing with people. Help me to have the, the, the mercy and grace that you, you, you give me. In many days, I don't. But I'm going to tell you what, it's not that I don't pursue that. How many people respond a little bit different now than they did last year? I pray that you do. I pray that you do. I pray that you see how God is moving in your life. You know, I had guys I work with and I don't see them for a while. And they said, man, you know what? I cannot believe the difference. Now, when I talk about me, I'm not talking, look at it. They're talking about, man, something changed. It should be. And I said, you know what? A friend of mine said this a long time. I said, don't put me on too big a pedestal because it's a long drop down. Amen. I said, I'm just trying to do what I can each day. And I try to be quick to turn when I blow it. How about you guys? That's all I can do. I can't undo. I can't undo it. I just try to keep moving forward and go, man, that was not the best decision. That wasn't the best way to do it. But how do I view the gift of my relationship? I view my gift of God as amazing. How about you? 
maybe, you know, and it's different times in my life. Sometimes I'll be out in my garage and I'm just going, man, Lord, look at all this stuff you gave me. You know, I used to complain and go, man, I can't believe all this junk's in my way. And the Lord said, you know, and then, then I'm, the next week I'm crying, man, I, I'm lacking in this. Now he said, show me your lack. You got all these things, all the stuff. But let me tell you, the stuff that we have is nothing. Nothing. Paul said it's like rubbish compared to the riches that we have in Christ Jesus. I don't care. I am thankful for everything the Lord's given me and the things that I've been able to, to bless others with and the things people have blessed me with. But I'm going to tell you what, if everything was stripped away, I pray that my head and my heart and everything be alive and say, Lord, I still got you. How about you? Now, I don't desire to go through that and I don't want anybody else to go through that. But I'm going to tell you what, I want to be thinking about that daily to help me with my walk and keeping my eyes on the Lord. Because I'm going to tell you what, you don't have to look too far to find some folks that are in a whole lot worse shape than you. Amen. So what do you do with that? Do you just turn your head or do you keep on walking? Or is your relationship so vibrant with the Lord people are drawn to you because of that? Or is it that God has blessed you in a way that you can bless others? Are you willing to tell your story? Are you willing to open up and share what God's done for you? Because you know why? Our connection to Christ is vital. It's vital. Man, I tell you what. I know many folks that I talk to on a regular basis. Many folks that are sitting here today. And we've got a lot of people on travel today. Lord, I pray that you be with them as they're traveling. You know, everybody's got a story. Sometimes it's medical. Sometimes it's abusive. Sometimes it's just disjointed. Everybody's got a story. But to God, he is willing to lend that ear and express that love. See, a lot of times people don't want to take that time. You ever had people say, well, you know, anything you need, just let me know. And then you find out there's something you need. The phone. Yeah, 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 I know, but, you know, I believe there's a difference than a hand out and a hand up. You know, I believe we can help folks. I believe this too. I don't believe throwing money at every situation fixes it. How about y'all? Sometimes we just have to have love them and, and there's accountability and the whole nine yards. But the number one thing I want you to see that our connection to Christ is vital because you know what? Without a daily relationship with him. We're going to default to this old stuff right here. This old stuff right here. And guess what? The old flesh doesn't choose too well. So I'm going to ask you, how many people got a relationship with the Lord here today? Now, let me ask you about this. Tell me about your best friend. All right. Now, first, I'm going to start in the natural. Then we'll swing to the supernatural. Has anybody got a really good friend? Really good friend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But tell me tell me a couple of things about your friend. You don't have to say any names or anything, but but a friend. They're always there. They're faithful. They're very Amen. Anybody else? How about over here? Miss Debbie, you got they a friend? They love me unconditionally. They love you unconditionally. Isn't that amazing? Look at do you see some of these these attributes and the characteristics are very much like that of the Lord. How about anybody anybody else got another Miss Robin? They give you wisdom. Even sometimes when we don't take it, they still give you some godly wisdom. Anybody else? Anybody else? Think about a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Being willing to get share and give and do. What you got, Thomas? Loving you just the way you are. Isn't that something? You know, when you really got a good friend, they don't try to correct you all the time. You know, they just love you the way they are. Now, if you get over the top, they're going to say, that was not good. 
Right? But can't, can't you just love somebody? Don't you love being around somebody that you can just be yourself? I, I just be yourself. Isn't it amazing? Just be yourself. You're like, man, your hair, don't, you know, you got to have your hair right and the right perfume and everything. Okay, how you doing? That's not me. This is what we call in my family plastic. When you're real plastic. Okay, yeah, how you doing? How you doing, Pastor? I'm doing great. Praise God. Everything's lovey-dovey. You know, what happens if I said, man, it's not good. What would they say then? Oh, really? We thought you had everything together. No, God's got everything together, and I'm holding on to Him for everything I'm worth. How about that? But through that fellowship and having those relationships and allowing people to speak into your life, and it's not easy sometimes. I'm working on that, you know? How many people say, you know, you just really messed that up. You ought to do this. And you go, oh, thank you. Can I have another? Right? Or do we say, wow, I know they love me. I need to, I need to at least run that through, you know, the process. But, but I, I wanted to take a minute for us to just talk about the people that we deal with, uh, we grew up with and different things like that. And what you care about, what makes you just say, man, they're my best friend. They're one of my great friends. Now let me switch the, the script a little bit. What do you represent to them? Would they say the same thing? I hope so. I hope so. You know, my dad told me many, many years ago, he said, son, you'll go through this life and you will have many acquaintances and you will know a lot of people. But if you have a handful of friends, son, you are very blessed. I feel like I'm very blessed, you know. And you got some folks that are acquaintances and everything else. But let me tell you what, even when everything's stripped away, God, the Lord Jesus Christ is there for you. When your family turns on you, and they might have good cause. But let me go ahead and and, and finish that statement with this. They might want to respond like that, but I pray that they're walking with the Lord and they're responding out of love. And sometimes we got to respond with tough love, right? We're not going to be a floor mat. We're not going to be a doormat. We're going to keep on moving here. But why is it that we love these folks? Because they take us right where they are. Who takes you right where you are? Jesus. Who loves you just the way you are? Jesus. Who loves you in you, as Thomas said, when you're goofy? When you don't choose good? Ms. Robin said, when, when you get godly wisdom and you said, no, I'll take my chances. Jesus. What else did we talk about? You know? When, when they've given you everything so that you can have. I just thought about something. I talked to a buddy of mine the other day and I, I, I don't know if we've ever, I don't think we've ever passed a hat here or anything, but I'm just going to get our minds around it. You know, we talk about tithing and different things like that. That's 10%, you know. And um, I believe God loves a cheerful giver. I believe he loves a a giver that gives on a regular basis and sacrificially, okay? So I don't want to get wrapped up around a number, but I'm just going to say that. How many people would go into business with somebody and they said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to front everything you need, everything you need, and you just give me 10%. You'd be running and jumping, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. But when it comes to give to the things of God, we go, oh, man, I don't know. God has given you everything. He's given you wisdom. He's given you uh, your family. He's given you the networking, all these different things. What do we give back to God? Don't want to get sidetracked on that. Just a thought process. And I want you to, to, to look at those things. As we get ready to go into the season, tis the season, reason, the reason for the season is surely Jesus. But he may speak to your heart about helping someone. So just think about that. Be open to that. 
What are the characteristics that you like about your best friend? And you watch. I guarantee you they will line up with that of Christ. You see the quality of Christ in these people mirroring Christ in your life. I guarantee it. So let's keep on going. Everybody doing good so far? All right, we're rolling right on through. Now we're to the A, and everybody knows we like abundance, right? So take a look at this. You've heard this scripture many times. I love it. John 10, 10, a thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. But Jesus says, I have come so that they may have life in abundance. Woo! Isn't that something? Let's unpack that a little bit. Look at this. So when we look at abundance, an extremely plentiful or oversufficient quality or supply, overflowing fullness and wealth. That's what we have in Christ. Now, see, a lot of people get all up in here and they go, well, yeah, 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 but let, let me get under the wealth thing. What, God, what is God going to do? He's going to give me this and this and this. Man, let me tell you, if you got a relationship with the Lord, everything else is gravy on that. Oversufficient quality or supply. How about of grace? Can you wear out God's grace? His mercy? I'm living proof you can't. And I've got some of you guys are too. And I said can't. Right? But should I push it more and more and more? You know, if you look in the book of Romans, Christ, uh, Paul says, what should we just, just, I'll put it in Buckrow translation, just live crazy anyway so we can have more grace can abound? Or because of the goodness, should we try to turn our life to the things of God and represent Him well? That's what we, we want to be doing, right? So think about that. How much is abundance? I got a question for you. This is, I've, I've, I've asked myself this. How much money is enough? How much money is a lot of money? Because when I was younger, that number was different than what I would think it is now. Anyway, somebody give me a number. Is, is $10,000 a lot of money? You can't buy a house for that. $100,000 a lot of money. I don't know. How about a million dollars? Is that a lot of money? That's a lot of money, right? Probably couldn't pay your doctor bill if you got real sick with a million dollars. You say, why do you even bring that up? We're not talking about money. I'm talking about the abundance of God. You couldn't even add up the zeros once he starts giving, man. When he starts giving you chances again, healing again, mercy again, grace again. Everybody's heat's on at their house today when you left? It was warm. Praise God. Think about that. Everybody's car started? Praise the Lord. Anybody had to scrape the windows? Anybody's car locked up where you couldn't get into it? I did. God gave me some wisdom. I took my turkey injector and heated it up with some hot water and shot it in the lock and it opened it. Isn't that cool? Just a little tip for today. And I won't use that when I fix the turkey next time I got a new one. But anyway, I was like, how am I going to get in the car? Everything's all up here. I said, like, man, Lord, I need to know how I'm going to get in the car. Well, we don't smoke. I ain't got a lighter. I don't have a torch. That ain't going to do it. And I go... I'm going to get that little, that little injector, man. Then he said, what are you doing? I said, the car's frozen. We got to go. See, everything's hooked up to the trailer. It's not like you're going to take another vehicle. It ain't going, man. I get that hot water, take that thing. And I go, all right, baby, come on. Put it in there. Pop the wife open. Right? You know what? There's a message in everything. See, a lot of times, God wants to inject his best into us. He wants everybody's going, hey, that boy is from Buckrow. And that's what he said. What made you think of that? I don't know. I'm going to call it godly wisdom at work, right? You know? <laughs> oh, man. Hey, now, how many have ever watched MacGyver? You know what I'm talking about? That's a MacGyver move right there. But God is so good. And, and you know what I was thinking? I was praying during that. I said, Lord, please don't let me break this off in there. 
Because <laughs> I didn't want to come in here and say, guess what? I was trying to get in my car, but I broke a needle off in the door. Y'all say, what were you thinking? In the midst of those things, God gives us abundance. He shows us how to get things done. He, he puts people in our life. And I guarantee you, any of y'all, if I'd have called you to come and got me, right? Good. All right. I'm going to keep that in mind next week if it gets cold. How about this? How much faith does it take to walk with the Lord? Size of a mustard seed. So you can move mountains with the mustard seed size of a mustard seed. And we've talked about this before, studying things out. They said that the mustard seed is one of the smallest seeds there is, but grows one of the biggest plants there are. Isn't it amazing that the Lord tells us about that? He says, you know what? If you just trust me, if you just believe in me, I will grow the crop. I will, I will, I will give you those gifts. I will bring those things to the fullness. Amen. So how many people like gifts that God gives? It's amazing. How many people just like gifts in, in, in general? How about I give you all some? How about that? All right. I'm going to pick somebody. I'm going to pick somebody to, to come choose from the two gifts that we have. Mike, I'm going I'm to let you come first. How about that? Now you can pick either one you want. You can pick this really nice wrap one that I have or that other one somebody did. <laughs> Which one? That's my boy. Hold it. Sit right there. Let's see what you see. Well, well, no, 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 no. I'll tell you what. You sit right, you sit right there. Don't open it up. Oh, yeah. I don't want to cause no problem on the home front. Chrissy, come on up. You, you, you go ahead. I got to thinking about this. I said, I better, I better go ahead and even this up. Here you go, right here. How about this? Here you go. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to be on TV. Here we go. Look at that. Now, I tell you what, we'll say ladies first. So so how about you You open up your, your little gift there from us. I wish Thomas had a drum roll. Let's just walk through some of the things you got. All right, can you show us a couple of things you got? Because wait a minute before you do that. She had an amazing, amazing box in there. You know, the things of the world. Woo, look at that. Vanna. Here we go. Here we go. So let's let's just pick through there. Oh, you got glitter everywhere. You're a rock star. There you go. All right, let's see. What's some of the stuff that you got in there? A lint brush. Woo! Come on down. I feel like Bob Barker. You know, a lot of times, well, you know, we could use, you know, we try to just clean up on the outside. But you know what? Sometimes there's still a few things there. Okay, what, what else you got? Let's put this back over here. Whatever you want to do. There's some toenail clippers. There you go, man. Woo! You feel like me with that pinwheel right now, don't you? <laughs> Right, right about that. What? Breath strips. Breath strips. Very All right. <laughs> I'll keep those. Yeah. What else you got? <laughs> but there's more. <laughs> She's already picked the last one. Some hot hands, right? I mean, these are things you can use, right? These are these are things we can use. All right. Here we go. Oh uh, yeah. These kind of go together. It's a mask and a toilet brush. There you go. There you go. There you go. That, that, they, they're usable, right? I mean, that's very good. And what else do you have? Gas X. Maybe all three of those work together. I don't know. I don't know. But I appreciate you being such a good sport. And all those, and you know what? You can keep those. You can keep it. <laughs> look at that face. Boy, thank you so much, buddy. That's good. But you know, let's, let's look at that a little bit. When we think about things, in the natural, I mean, you know, you say, man, I'm going to go up there and pick that good box and everything else. 
Wonder what you got, buddy. This is some of my finest rapping here. All right, here we go. Woo! All right. Let's see what's got. Wait, wait, wait. There's nothing. Let me see something here. I mean, what was my scripture back here? Let's just read a little something here. Hmm. And it said in Isaiah 53, 2, it comes down here and says, there was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him. There's really nothing to attract us to this box, is it? There's nothing, man, oh, I got to have it. You know, you're, you're not going to go and break in and scale a wall to get this box, are you? Right? The answer is no, I wouldn't do that anyway, right? Very good, very good. Well, go ahead, see what you can do there, my friend. All right. And you can keep these too. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you got there, man? You got the word of God. Amen. You got a reminder of, of what Jesus did on the cross, right? Trust in the Lord. You rolling on through here. You got a little, oh, baby, come on. Oh, look, I was thinking on this. There you go. Light into your path. There you go. What else you got? Look at this here right here. A magnet says, I'm the, um, I'm the light of the world. Amen. And now this is what I want to get to. Can you open those up? You got a little love letter there. Read some of them off. Love. Love. Faithfulness. Faithfulness. All right. Joy. Joy. Kindness. Kindness. Self-control. Self-control. Gentleness. Goodness and peace. Now, you know what? If you could actually give that to somebody right there and, 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 and that would be flowing through your life, would you think that would be a pretty good present? Do you know where that's from in the Bible, anybody? Galatians. The fruit of the Spirit. Those nine things right there. Those attributes that we were talking about. Those different things right there. Isn't that amazing? Now, I know that's kind of silly to just kind of walk through some of that stuff. But I guarantee you're going to be thinking about that. As you unpack things this Christmas. I pray you do. Don't get wrapped around the shiny boxes. And we appreciate everybody taking the extra time on that. Don't get get wrapped around some of the other things. But what you see is. We can really look at this right here. As a gift from God. Because you know what? When we think about what Christ did on the cross. Is there any greater gift? When we think about. You know what? The word of God. That we have the privilege to come and open up the Word of God anytime and read God's promises to us. And you know what? To know that, that in the darkness, God is the light. And to know that, you know what? I pray, this is kind of amazing. I didn't really think about it. It says that I am the light of the world. That's Jesus. But you know what? It's a magnet. I pray that that sticks to us so that we are the light to the darkness. And then we had those nine fruit of the Spirit that we talked about. I pray today that as we just use this little object lesson, and you guys were great, I'm going to tell you. You took one for the team, didn't you? Give them a hand. All right. I'll let them go sit back down. But you guys think about that. And you, oh, you get to keep it, man. You can tell you, I'll put this over here. Yeah. That's all right. I appreciate that. I can't wait to see what I'm going to get in return. <laughs> so, you know, sitting there thinking... How in the world can we do this? How in the world can we come up with some good stuff? And I'd like to say that, you know, one of my best friends gave me some godly wisdom. So, Grandmama, thank you very much. Thank you very much for wrapping that present and, and giving me that great idea. So, you know what? Isn't it great when we can come together and, and just work in different ways and different things like that? And here's a really cool gift, too. I saw this on Miss Tanya's Facebook page, and I said, man, that is perfect. Let's take a look at this. You know what? It's this eternal life, my favorite. 
Thanks, Jesus. That's the gift. That's the gift right there. Well, we only got one more letter to go through, and I hope you guys are enjoying yourself. When we get to the P of, of it's time to wrap, it's in the person. I pray that that whole theme of what we've been doing today, you see that. Jesus is the friend we all need, amen? Let's take a look at this. John 15, 12 through 15 says this. This is my command, that you love one another as I have loved you. How about that gift? How about unwrapping that? Greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my father I have made known to you. Unwrap that. Unpack that. Let's see what's going on in those situations and, and walk through that. Can you, do you think about that? Jesus is the friend that we all need, but he's so much more than a friend. How do you, how do you really pull that relationship together? I love in the Bible it talks about Jesus, and I think we shared this a couple of weeks ago. Jesus asked the disciples, who do you say I am? And they started off saying, well, some say uh, Elijah, some say John the Baptist, you know, some say this. And then he made it real personal. And I'm going to make that personal to you guys today. Who do you say he is? You know, Peter. He he lived a life that was kind of like this. Woo, woo, woo. He was all in or all out. All in, all out. But he was the first one that revealed, God revealed to him. He says, you are the Christ. You are the Savior of the world. You are the anointed one. Can you imagine when that light went off, you're God in flesh. And not too long after that, in the scriptures, he says, depart from me, I'm a sinful man. See, when we come up against the light of the world, everything else is exposed, right? But even through that, I want you to hear that. Even through that, God reaches down and is willing to forgive. Give us peace, joy, self-control. His faithfulness, His gift, His love is what the greatest gift is. And I pray that this holiday season, starting today, I'm going to talk to people in here, starting right here, right now, unwrap that by faith. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much for the gift of Christ. I thank you that as we go into this holiday season, maybe there will be more hearts that are open to what you've done and what... what, uh, The gift is available to us. But Lord, help us to unwrap that by faith today. There's many who will be listening to this today and maybe later, maybe weeks and months. And it doesn't matter that it's going into Christmas. If you listen to this and it's summertime, this is for you too. It doesn't change the message. The Lord never changes. In the world that changes each and every second, isn't it good to know that the creator of the universe does not change? He is faithful. And so today, as you're sitting here today, I want to ask you a question. Who is the Lord to you? Who is Jesus to you? The next question, have you unwrapped the gift of everlasting life by putting your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross? I'm going to take a little bit more time today because, you know, what we really need to to, to understand is this. Psalm 19.7 says this. It says that the law of the Lord 
is perfect in converting this soul. And I'm going to explain that. I asked people today, I said, if you die today, do you know you go to heaven for sure? And many times people say, oh yeah, I think I go to heaven. And I ask them why. And they usually say, because I'm a good guy. I'm a nice gal. And I say, is that true? And I just ask them a couple of questions. Take a couple of the Ten Commandments. That's the law. And ask them, have you ever lied? Have you ever stolen? Have you ever used the Lord's name in vain? And if they're honest, they'll say, yeah. You know, have I ever, you know, you just name it. Think about it. Have I, have I ever, you know, set some, something or somebody above God? And the Bible says that if we break one of the Ten Commandments, we broke them all. But there's good news. The reason I tell you that is because you got to know that you have a need for the Savior before I even tell you who the Savior is. We have a need for a Savior, and His name is Jesus Christ. There's one way to heaven. He says in John 14, 6, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. He tells us in his word in Romans that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That means that we've all blown it. You're not by yourself. And God gives eternal life through his son. Would you receive that by faith today? Lord, come into my life. I believe you're the savior of the world, Jesus. I believe that you died. You took my place on that cross. You gave your life so that I can have your life. You did that for me. What better gift is there than to receive eternal life through the Lord Jesus Christ? I pray if you're listening today, if you're sitting here today and you've never done that, please, today. Don't click on the box. Don't turn. Don't move. Just listen. God loves you. He knows your past. He still loves you. God will forgive you. He knows your thoughts and everything else. God said you are worth it. That's the first slide we did today. Your worth. Go back through it. Watch it again. When we call on the name of Jesus, we are secure. We are accepted in Christ. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. I just want to sign off to our friends online. Friends, if you had an opportunity to, to just pray that prayer with me today, let us know. Share the message. This is a great message any time of the year. Because it's about the greatest gift ever given, the Lord Jesus Christ. Have a great day. We love you. Bye-bye. All right. Well, if you want to stand to your feet, we will send you out with a song and see what's going on. If you want to stand, that's fine. If you want to sit, that's great. But we are going to praise the Lord.